Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake, man, it is. We haven't talked. I, I know I called you and checked in. You know, I just, how's your family? How's your dad doing? You know, had some medical trouble um, a few months ago. But we haven't talked at length since our last podcast which has been many moons ago so i've been missing you but obviously not not that much i guess or i would have called but uh, how the heck are you man man i am doing well jordan i'd say uh i know it feels like we just did a podcast and it's been months since we've actually done one it's a uh just the way life goes sometimes and um there's no doubt you and the three kids are extremely busy um and I've been pretty busy down here. You know, we, we ran the horses a great deal, uh, especially once the season ended. We were blowing and going. And, uh, and now it is in full-blown summertime in South Louisiana. We're going to set a record high today. Um, so we went from a nice little spring, not a lot of rain, the weather was awesome, to boom, 95 every day 90 that's the record that'll be a record well today, it's, it's it's i think it's 93 or 94 um uh, uh. so you know i have to uh when you talk about weather you have to exaggerate so yeah i was giving my little exaggeration okay yeah we have had i'm still having heavy frost and we had snow uh just just a little bit higher elevation than us so we're the exact opposite um i have a question for you though you said you know hey time's flying by is it like when you were a younger, what's the age when all of a sudden you start admitting, man, it's May already? Whew. You know what I mean? It's like, like a common adult thing. Can you believe it's already May? It's going to be Memorial Day before you know it. I tell you what, like that never, my kids never say that. It's like no, an old, it, older person thing. It, it is. And I don't know if it was the 40 year old mark for me. Uh, if that's when it started, cause now I'm 47, but, or is it because the kids, you know, seven years ago, Lindsay's eight, um, you know, by the time they're nine or 10, they kind of doing a lot of, most of the things on their own. Sure. You're taxiing them around, but man, I got, I've got one finished up her first year in college and another one has a learner's permit and driving us places now. So it, it seems like the older you get, the faster, uh, time flies by. And, um, usually for me, it's the better I see because my eyes are awesome right now. It's amazing how well I can see uh, small print. It's crazy. I, I bet. That's what everyone says. As you age, the print gets easier to read. You know, it's yes, weird. Because, yeah, because it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> well, guess what? Next month, it's going to be June. And guess what we're going to say? Man, I can't believe it's June already. How did this happen? It's, it's almost the 4th of July. And can wow. you believe training yeah, the right around sure. the corner? The weather's getting hot in the middle of the summer. Weird. <laughs> well, one, speaking. One, okay. So one thing that I don't think we're able to touch on, and I don't believe you and I discussed this. Charlie Dayton, the longtime PR czar oh, yeah. of the Carolina Panthers, who, if you've ever been around Charlie, worked with Charlie, just not only a great person, a great worker, a great human being, Charlie was inducted into the pro or will be inducted this year into the pro football hall of fame. So I thought that was fantastic and well-deserved 
because if you look at some of the guys that have worked with Charlie throughout the years uh, that have gone on from Stephen Drummond to Terry Crews with the Chiefs to Bruce Spate, who's now back with the Panthers, who was the head PR guy with the, with the uh, Jets. And I know I'm missing a couple of others before my time, but Charlie will be inducted. And I thought that was well-deserved, not only with Sam Mills, but, uh, but Charlie Dayton. For the also, Panthers. the press box is named after Charlie Dayton, the Charlie Dayton press box as That's well. exactly right. Outstanding human. Nice job recalling that as some news that kind of slipped through the cracks. But it, it's like a new category or something, right? It's like and it's, it's not some, it's yeah. it's not contributor. It's is it contributor? It's something like that. But you think about the thousands of people that have been in that category, and to be one of the early inductees, and Charlie Dayton, sneaky outstanding tennis player. Did you know that? There's no doubt, and I believe he is a fiercely competitive human being. It would yes. not come across that way, but I vividly remember, and you were on the sidelines when the Panthers dismantled the Seattle Seahawks in the, I believe, the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, Super Bowl year for the Panthers. Correct. And I was lucky enough to be the honorary captain that game. And I, there's two things I remember. Uh, well, really three. One, the energy from the crowd in that stadium. It was just, it, it was like no other. But I stood behind Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis before we went out for the coin toss. And the national anthem was playing. And I really, at the time, and Thomas is next to him. And Luke has his helmet on, chin strap buckled, mouthpiece in. And he is swaying from side to side. And he is breathing through his nose, out his mouth, as loud as possible. And it keeps on ramping up and getting bigger and bigger. And sure enough, the, the climax to the national anthem, and here's the flyover. He lets out a holler, and he starts hitting everyone around him, and they all start running away. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This guy is – it's right. He just turns into a different human being. And then later on as the game went on, the Panthers are just in control, and Russell Wilson made a few plays to come back. Charlie Dayton is pacing in the suite level, walking around like no other, just so nervous. And <laughs> I, I never – I said, Charlie, we're going to win. It's not over yet, Jake. It's not over yet. I said, no, they, they can't beat us. And I just those, – those are the things that stick out, the competitive, competitiveness of – of Charlie Dayton and the Clark Kent ability of Luke Keekley. Well, those are some unexpected stories. I didn't know we were heading in that direction, but uh, well done, Jake, to, to yeah, steer neither, the neither ship. Did, neither did I. Obviously, you haven't called me in a, in a, in a couple of months, a few months. So I Yeah, you're back, you have a backlog of reminiscing here. After we're so done sorry. recording, I'll just – no, I like it. It's good to hear. Um, we, we do have a few Panther things. Oh, I got, wait, I got one other personal note. Do you want to hear What's this? Yeah, I coached. Um, you know, I like to coach everything I can. I overcommit. Um, I coached first and second grade flag football this year, this spring with Boone, our kindergartner. We snuck him into the league, and I got a heck of a fun team. However, our skill level was not high, and I went in our hometown rec league. We were zero and eight going into our ninth and final game of the year. We were not a touchdown machine, and we won our last game of the year, and you would have thought it was the Super Bowl. We finally now, got a W. It was impressive. Does that go, or were you a head coach or assistant coach? Oh, head coach, and I had the Oh, my gosh. I, 
listen, we were running, we had motion going, running fly sweep, faking that, running a top. Like these kids could run all the stuff. We were just a little slow. That was the pride in flag football. That speed's king. You know what I mean? Well, so did you did you draft all offensive linemen? We didn't draft. It was just kind of a random deal. Night good kids. We had a great time. We were called the swarm because that's how hopefully we played defense. But it wasn't always the case. Yeah. Well, but good. Side note, we need to tell yeah. Matt uh, uh, Scott Bitterer not to uh, have you uh, be in the scouting department for the yeah. Panthers. No, I, I know assume. I didn't scout. Okay. No, I, I didn't know, scout. Just, I okay, didn't coaching, scout. Coaching department. Coaching department. No, because I took us from 0 and 8, and we got to win, dude. We're going into 2023 season riding high. Is what's I love happening. it. I love it. I uh, speaking of riding high. Yes. Speaking of riding high. No, but the last note. I was I get advice from other dads coaching, and I like on what to do. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, how about I just have a super fast second grader? Uh, how about that? I love you know. It. But anyways, okay. Draft. A couple of weeks ago, obviously, you and I have not discussed. I probably have a little bit of relevancy to discuss the first pick of the draft for the Panthers. Would you think? I think there's no doubt you should be leading off in this category. Absolutely. Okay. Icky, Ikwanu, tackle, North Carolina State, sixth overall pick. People are pretty excited, Jake. What was your What was your reaction to this? I was at a track meet watching high schoolers and my niece run, and I'm watching, you know, beautiful thing about modern-day technology. I'm watching the draft on my phone in between hurdles and whatever. And we drafted him. I was like, son of a gun. That's pretty awesome. I, I – I think everything on paper looks like we got a heck of a fortunate situation there, Jake. What do you think? Jordan, I had never been more excited slash nervous in my life because my whole thought process leading up is that there's no, in my opinion, there was no way we're taking a quarterback at six. Maybe we trade down, but we need to solidify this offensive line. I believe we have very good weapons on this team. I believe with a healthy Christian McCaffrey, Chuba, super excited about what Chuba Hubbard did last year with our young receivers. And I just think we needed to solidify it. And as this process went on uh, and the draft went on that night, I was like, okay, come on, come on. And then when the draft fell the way that it did and we had our choice, I just go back to our old buddy, Todd Fordham, who we played with, played 10 years in the, in the, in the in National Football League. Todd has a son that was a true freshman outside linebacker at NC State last year. And Todd and I spoke many times uh, leading up to the draft. And, and Todd was the one that just would keep on talking about Icky. And he said, Jake, one, he said he's an unbelievable person. He said, but when I tell you, he is a different football player when he puts his helmet on. Said he's mean, he's nasty, and he just would rave about it. And I trust Todd's opinion when it comes to offensive line play. And so when that happened, I didn't care who, which one of the three we took leading in. But when it kept going that way, I was like, man, that could be just a great story. And we can replace the all-time great Jordan Gross. And hopefully that's what <laughs> we have done. I'm a little sad, though, actually, selfishly, Jake. You know, I, try, I don't have a massive ego. I'm fairly... Yeah, I can make fun of myself, as you know, from being a partner on this podcast and whatever. There is a part of me, though, that it, hopefully as Icky proves to be, you know, a 10-year starter, they're going to quit writing articles 
saying that they need to find a replacement for me and I'm just going to become irrelevant, Jake. So I'm going to need you to hold my hand through this transitional process because the, the continuing the continuing come back and play quotes or uh, texts and things that I receive are probably going to fade away starting this season. I need, it's going to be a little hard for me, Jake. Well, I am worried about your ego. I know how big it is and I know it's difficult, but I think we can work our <laughs> way through it. So let me talk about kind of what it's like to be a high draft pick tackle. So and when I got drafted in 03, you know, 19 years ago, which is just awesome. Um, there was, you know, there was hype on the draft. It was on ESPN and all that, but nothing like now. And there was, you know, not the social media buzz and all that stuff. So, so much less access. And I know when I got to Carolina, there was a lot of you know reporters and I did interviews and stuff, but people didn't get to know me. Right. There were like minimal ways to watch tape on me. People hadn't fans, you know, people in the league or whatever, hadn't seen a lot of interviews of me. There wasn't highlight videos online. I didn't have social media showing you, you know, who I am and what my dog looks like and the kind of car I like, none of that stuff. So there was like so much anonymity still, even though you were a top 10 pick, a top eight pick, you know, Nikki's a sixth pick. Difference now is like, you can find out so much about these people and feel like you know them right off the bat, right, Jake? And so what I'm getting at here with this is Icky has so much more uh, uh, pub, pub um, enthusiasm, excitement. Um, here comes the savior of the tackle position. You know, all this stuff around him that I really never went through. People, when I got drafted, they were like, who's this guy out of Utah? You know, we were in the Mountain West Conference at that time. So massive difference there. Plus, and you can relate to this a little bit, Jake, by playing for the Saints, but he's literally in his hometown, right? So now he also is going to have – I don't know his family or his situation with his friends, but he's going to have so much – so many people and so many things pulling at his time and his attention that Icky's, Icky needs to understand, and I haven't had a chance to talk to him. I Hopefully I do at some point. He needs to understand, like, you don't got to come in and be Superman. Your job is not to make sure – Everybody you know in Charlotte has a great experience at all the Panther games and at all the Panther practices. And everybody you know doesn't need to have all the Panther gear that they want and all your time. And you don't have to go out to dinner every night of the week with friends or family. Like he's got one heck of an ask thrust upon him. And that is to be a starting tackle in the NFL, right? And he's going to do a yeah. good job. He's got the skill set and all that stuff, Jake. But it's a hard job. So what I'm getting at is I came in as a rookie. Yes, I was the first pick, but that quickly faded away, right? Like I kind of integrated myself. I was a starter from day one. I played right tackle, which, you know, that was less exciting than left tackle. But then I had a 13-year veteran in Kevin Donnelly next to me. I had the, such a great situation, Jake, where we just can't, I kind of fit in and we figured out who we were, started winning some games and away we went. Icky has a lot more on him than, than I went through. Now the job, the ask is the same on the field, but he's really going to have to navigate the waters of being the hometown hero. And this guy who's kind of been brought in to be the savior of this position. Don't think that there's going to be, there isn't going to be times when he's going to struggle. He's going to have a, a bad game couple false starts, a holding call here and there, but it's a process, man. And you just need him to be consistent all the way through. I don't think it could be said any better. And to be quite honest, and I'm not the Panthers here, but like, I would listen. The kid seems like he's unbelievably mature for his age and watching interviews. I watched the interview with his mother and father. 
um, on Panthers.com. Super impressive people. The, the kid, I say the kid, the grown man, the young man seems so grounded, um, like he understands it. But if I'm, you know, the Panthers, I'm like, hey, here's Jordan Gross's number. Or Jordan, like, I think that would be great because you could explain that to him. But I think the kid, you can just kind of tell, yes, will the money change him? I don't know. I mean, the, the kid just seems so grounded. And he's a, a nasty football player. And the reason you've gotten everything you've gotten so far, one, because you're a good player. I mean, that's what it's about. It's right. about playing football. And that's what you have to do. And I love what you said about, you know, you were able to come basically in anonymity, be honest with you. I mean, you and your wife, Dana, moved and you had somebody. Now he's going to have all the friends and, and whatnot and family. But just worry about playing football. And and you're exactly right. There's so much more media coverage um, than when we came out. Even when I, I know for me, it's been over a decade since I've stopped playing. It's insane, the amount of media coverage. Um, it's great financially for these players, but it's just a different world that they live in and they have to be on their P's and Q's at all times. And you just gotta, you know, be mature about the whole situation. The lead, there's a lot of discussion that I hear about how he's going to be able to be a leader and has got the leadership qualities and all that. Great. Right. But if I was to be able to talk to him, I'd say, look, man, there's all kinds of veterans in that room, Taylor Moten, you know, for one, um, some of the Bozeman and Corbett offseason signings, right? Cam Irving's in there, and that guy's got so much experience. So, Icky, don't think you need to do anything extra than just be a heck of a good offensive tackle, right? The leadership comes from years and years of proving yourself consistent and worthy, and guys won't vo – your voice is not your leadership in the NFL. There's plenty of rah-rah. There's plenty of breakdowns. Like, you you grow tired and weary of pregame speeches, right? Like, all that stuff is good, and it's like you got to check the box and make sure somebody's saying, let's go Panthers and all that stuff. But leadership, people are driven to guys that are consistent performers and play through pain and show up on the field and bounce back from a horrible game or embarrassing situation where you get beat for a sack fumble and then come back and, you know, shut the guy down on a two-minute drive. And I'll tell you, Jake, to be a tackle, it's, it's different because your main job, like Icky, Icky, obviously we'd love for him to be a good run blocker. And I probably was a better run blocker than I was a pass blocker. But ultimately your job is to become an expert at stopping these freak athletes from getting to your quarterback. Right. And that requires a lot of internal time. Like you got to just focus on the computer and watching tape on the guys you're going against, watching tape on yourself, watching tape on other tackles that you'd like to mimic and steal parts of their game from. And that that's a lot of hours in a room by yourself where you're not worrying about who am I leading and who's, you know, how's my team spirit and all that stuff. So uh, I, I would hope that I think having Cam Irving in the room and, and Taylor, that's going to be huge. James Campen, the old, the new old line coach, he's been around such great uh, talent in his career and has developed so many guys that that's what I would just like to steer fans coaches away from is like don't ask this kid to be anything other than a top level offensive tackle for now and the rest of it'll come you know I wasn't a captain until my fifth year for four years I was you know a, a consistent part of the team but you're just trying to figure out your way you know same thing with you you didn't come into a leadership position until later on so if we got nothing else than a heck of a consistent tackle that can stay on the field and stay in front of guys more often than not man I think we're doing pretty good I agree with you, and I know we're, we're, we're continuing on this, but I just think this is, to me, 
this is vital. This is like a major part of the team, you know? And, yep. and, and I just, I love, I, I think how you hit it. You have a Cam Irvin, you have Taylor Moten, who just seems like he's just, he is just such a pro, but also you get in Bozeman who was an Alabama kid played at Baltimore. They have a great culture there. So he's going to bring that, but, all, but also getting Corbett from the Rams. I just think this guy understood uh, what's it like to be on a Super Bowl winning team. But also, who did he have on that O-line with him? He had Andrew Whitworth. And Andrew Whitworth was a leader of men, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And I just think he brought a different mindset and a leadership role to the Rams that just kind of really and truly helped that team. So I think that's what I think I, I enjoy most about what happened in the draft, what happened in the free agency. We brought some guys in that have been a part of some successful franchises slash teams and that resonates with other guys i think that and we're, we're young and you can teach the young guys hey no this is the way to do it this is how you do it because this 17 game schedule we've never played it we played 16 i know it's one more game but it's long man there's going to be many pitfalls it's long you just got to kind of stay consistent through it so man what do you think we spent a long time talking about well, that it's and, important uh, but i love and it. it yeah and it's relevant for for me and you as as to talk about uh and we'll continue to discuss uh the other thing i wanted to hit on and you know we're kind of running a little bit longer than i thought as you said but matt corral everybody's fired up about getting him you know with the 94th pick overall third round what do you think listen i loved our value that we got uh, that we we got him at i knew i think scott fitterer basically said leading up in, in this pre uh in this presser before the draft Hey, I told Sam, we're going to get a quarterback at some point. And we didn't know there was rumors about possibly a trade with another quarterback. And, uh, but to be able to get the value uh, for Corral, I've watched him play a great amount at uh, Ole Miss. And uh, not the biggest guy in the world, but really has a live arm, has some pop in his arm, has really good feet. And uh, it looks like he's kind of one of these gritty, tough kind of guys. And, uh, you know, playing in the SEC weekly in and week out, it's not the NFL, but it's the closest thing you could possibly get to the NFL is playing in the SEC. And so I think that's going to help him. And I just think where we kind of picked him at, it's not like it's a, the first round tag on him or the second. I mean, it's a third round pick. Let him come in. Let him learn. Let him play. I love McAdoo. I know what McAdoo's about in teaching the progression of that offense, this West Coast type system. I was in that. That's how I learned with Mike McCarthy when he was my OC in New Orleans. And it's going through quarterback school and everything. You just get the ins and the outs of the playbook to where when you step on the field, there's nothing that you're you're not overthinking. You're just playing. And I just think he will relish in that role. Um, and do a good job, but there's no pressure on him, to be quite honest. And and listen, if he performs well and 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 is ready sooner than later, then great. That's a win for the Panthers. But glad to see that we were able to uh, to get a quarterback, a young kid to come in, um, and, and I think that will be huge. And not only that, I think the rest of our pick, picks, besides um, Mays, the offensive lineman from Tennessee, yep. I would challenge us in a four by one relay team because a draft got, relay team. Oh my yeah. God. We got, we, we've got some speed and there's nothing better than in the NFL than speed. And if these guys can play a little bit, we can develop them uh, because we got some, I love some of our uh, acquisitions of coaches in the off season. We got some true NFL coaches with many, many years. I think that's crucial. Um, but man, I would like to line us up and see how fast we are. That's pretty special. 
No, we definitely have some speed to to get excited about. Barno, fastest D end time at the combine. If nothing else, man, just he can he can keep the quarterback from dropping to to too much depth uh, on the field. We'll see. Uh, we're recording this May twelfth, Thursday. It's the morning tonight. The Panth or the Panthers. The NFL does their big schedule release, which is just so funny that that's like an event. You know, and we already know where we're going, just not when. I'm hoping for, you know, it's pertinent to us because you and I with the radio gig, we got to figure out who's going where. Obviously, I'll handle the West Coast stuff, but I hope we get a Monday night football game, Jake. Do you think we got a chance? You know, Jordan, I, I'm not quite sure. I, um, I I don't think we will. I think definitely we'll, or I, we'll have a Thursday night game. I, yeah. You know, we'll definitely have a Thursday night game, but uh, I don't I don't think we're, we're, we're Monday uh, yet, to be quite honest. I, I just think... Um, and, and Sunday night, maybe a Sunday, maybe, I don't know, Jordan, I'm not sure. And listen, it's because of what we did last year and what we did the yeah. year prior. It's, it's, that's just the way it goes. I never forget New Orleans in 2000, Jim has its first year. The schedule came out and Jake Reed, longtime wide receiver, um, more so from the Minnesota Vikings, but Jake was toward the end of his career and he was with the saints. And I was still very young at the time. And the schedule came out, and I remember Jake Reed addressed the team. He asked uh, Jim Haslett, um, and he said, can I address the team? And he said, guys, the schedule just came out. And he said, I'm offended. So let me tell you why I'm offended. We're not on any primetime game. And you know why? He said, because the NFL thinks people don't want to see us. And he said, "That he said, I'm used to playing on Monday night in Minnesota because we, we won. We put on a show. We've got to change what people think of the New Orleans Saints at the time. And I think, you know, hopefully we have something. But if we don't, you've got to win. I mean, when when you win and you're a playoff team, well, you get those primetime spots. And that's what you want. But we haven't done that. So, I mean, that's something that we've got to work towards uh, attaining. Well, it, it makes for easier travel schedule when we stick to the Sunday early games. I will say that. So, there are sure. benefits, right. Jake. <laughs> there are benefits. Uh, last thing I got. Recently, Kenny Chesney had a concert at Bank of America Stadium. Super jealous that the Panthers now host these cool events, Rolling Stones, Garth Brooks, whatever, you know, the soccer, more of the soccer, all that stuff. Um, did you see during the Boys of Fall, a bunch of the Panther guys and Christian and Tepper and whatnot went up on stage with Kenny? That was that had to be a pretty cool moment for a lot of those guys. And Kenny Chesney just keeps on kicking butt, selling out stadiums. I was a little jealous of that, Jake. Don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I, uh, I, Jordan, I did not get to see it, to be quite honest. Uh, but I promise you, I would have definitely been in that stadium had I been able to be in town for that. Uh, because, you would have for sure. Yeah, huge Chesney sure. fan. Was lucky enough to see him many times before and, um, you know, that would have been awesome. And Kenny's a football fanatic, just loves football to death. And um, that's pretty awesome that they're having all those things uh, in downtown Charlotte at the stadium. And I think that's great. That's the benefit of a turf field. Just bring on in the, oh. the stadium full of fans and away we go. Let's have practice the next day. All right, Jake, we're, not, we're by no means back on our weekly schedule, but I have to foresee that with rookie minicamp this weekend and OTAs coming up and such, that we will probably be a little more frequently than a couple months from now. So whenever that is, and producer Matt, our boss, tells us it's time to get back on the horn, I'll talk to you then. Until then, you have yourself a nice, hot, record-setting May uh, in, New in Louisiana, Jake. 
I will, Jordan. And uh, I'm looking around right now, and it's uh, it's 82, and I'm in the shade. So, mm. um, but it's all right. It's uh, there's no rain, so we're good to go. How did it get to be May already? Woo! Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, your care, your way.